So Genesis 12 says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. His father was an idol worshiper in the land of Uz. I believe I'm saying that right. Um, so the Lord told him to get out of his father's house. He called Abram. He handpicked Abram and sent him away from that land at the age of 75, the ripe old age of 75. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? God picked him and called him at 75. Amen? So it's never too late. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And from your father's house to a land that I will show you. The Lord is making a relationship, a covenant with Abraham here. Amen? I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Knowing the, notice the covenant with Abraham was to bless him so that he could be a blessing. Say, I'm blessed. To be a blessing. Amen. If we take up Abraham's decree, Abram's decree, and, and say, Lord, I will be a blessing. Bless me, we'll be blessed. Amen? Amen. But we have to take up Abraham's mandate to see those blessings. Amen? We are blessed to be a blessing, not just for ourselves. Amen? And make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. That's a great covenant to have. Amen? If you're a Christian, you've been grafted into this covenant. Those who bless you, get blessed. Those who curse you, get cursed. It's just spiritual law. It can't be broken. And in you, all, say all, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is a huge mandate to Abram. Amen? At 75, he's like, how are you going to perform this? In you, all the, in me, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. I'm going to be a blessing. Wow. At 75 in his father's house still. Amazing. God's just showing off. Amen. Through this one man, Abram. Glory to God. Skip with me to verse uh, chapter 13, the next page there. Verse one. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had. So Abraham departed from that land. Verse four says first, 12, four. And Lot went with him. He brought Lot. And Abram was 75 years of age when he departed with his wife, Sarah. And then 13.1 says, Then Abram went up from Egypt and his wife and all that he had and Lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich. Say very rich. Very rich is in the Bible. Amen. If you're a Christian, you should expect to be very rich. The Jews do. And 60% of the Forbes top are all Jewish. Amen? Amen? They expect to be rich because of this covenant, and they are. You'll have what you expect, amen? amen. If you expect to be poor, you'll be poor. Right. If you expect to be rich, like the Bible says, you should be rich, amen? amen. Abram was very rich. I love how it, it doesn't even say just rich. Yeah. It yeah. says very rich. The Amplified says extremely wealthy. That's your covenant in Christ, amen? Amen. In livestock, in silver, and in gold. So he wants us to have silver and gold. Amen? Amen. Go with me. Skip another page. Uh, chapter 14, verse 18. 14, 18. Genesis 14, 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, literally king of peace. This is a type and shadow of Jesus. Melchizedek, king of Salem, king of peace, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. Well, now we know through the New Testament that Jesus is our faithful and merciful high priest. Amen? 
He takes what we give to the Lord, what we give to his work, and presents it before the Father on our behalf. He's our intercessor, our mediator, just like Melchizedek here. He brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed Abraham, saying, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tithe of all. That word tithe in Hebrew literally means a tenth. A tenth portion of all. Ten percent of all. We tip waiters more than that, don't we? But ten percent, according to the word of God, belongs to God. Amen? We haven't given God anything if we, when we tithe. Amen? Amen. It's his stuff. This is just how we enter into financial prosperity covenant with God, is through the tithe. Amen? This is the link that our faithful father Abraham established for us. If you're not prospering, you may not be a tither. If you are prospering, it's because you're a tither. This is the link to heaven. Amen? This is the link for your finances. It's the tithe. Abraham was the father of all, of us all, and he was a tither. Amen? And verse, uh, chapter 15, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. I love the message translation. It says, I am your rapidly increasing money supplier. You like that? I like that. Amen. <laughs> poor people can't celebrate that. People with a poverty mindset or a poor mindset can't celebrate the word of God on prosperity. But praise God, I, you and me can. Amen. You break those false mindsets with the word. Amen. You take down strongholds and every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The word says you're rich. Amen. Revelation 2.9, if you need it in red, if you need it from Jesus, he says, I know your troubles, I know your poverty, your tribulation, but ye are rich. Amen. Jesus told you that, amen? So who do you believe? Jesus or man? Jesus or your circumstances? Jesus or your false thoughts? Amen? That the church taught for decades, that the church needs to be poor. They taught a poverty gospel, which is completely contradictory. Because poverty can't be good news. Because it comes to seal, kill, and destroy. Jesus commissioned his disciples, preach the good news to the poor. That they don't have to be poor no more. Amen? Amen. That they have a right in me, an inheritance in me now, to be rich just like the Jews. He grafted us in through his blood. Amen? He's rich. Amen? We should be rich. Amen? Say, I'll get there. I'll get richer and richer. Psalms 115.14 says, You shall increase. The Lord shall increase you more and more and more and more. You and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Amen? Amen. But we link up financially with God and all that he has through the tithe. Amen? That's good news. (laughs) The tithe is good news. Amen? That's 10 cents on every dollar goes to God. Amen? And I always ask the Lord, Lord, where do you want me to tithe? Where's your storehouse for me to tithe to? Because where he places his name there, that's where it's going to flourish. Amen? Glory to God. All right, go with me to Malachi, the Italian prophet, the last book in the Old Testament. (laughs) Also known as Malachi. (laughs) Malachi! (laughs) You like that, dude? (laughs) Malachi 3.8 says this, 
Um, if the government could get their hands on this verse, the United States government, $19 trillion in debt that the U.S. has accumulated would be wiped out by God himself. This is a promise, amen? If you work this promise, it will work for you. Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? So what's coming after this belongs to him, not you, amen? Not us. Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Verse 10, bring all the tithes, the tenth part, into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Notice it's God's house, amen? Not man's house. The church is not man's. It's not ours. It's his. Amen. And try me now in this. This is the only verse in the entire Bible that God invites you to try him in. Is in the tithe. Amen. He petitioned Abraham to try him in this. He led him into it. And now he's leading us into it. Try me in the tithe. Amen. This means a trying period. It doesn't mean once a, once a year at Christmas. It means try me in this. Prove me in this. Consistency. Amen. And I have, and it works. Amen? In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the floodgates of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Meaning, the blessing of Abraham is now in effect. You can't hold it all for yourself. There's going to be too much. It's going to cause overflow from you. Amen. Do you get that? So you're blessed to be a blessing. There will not be even enough room for you to receive it. You're going to have to give it. Amen. This is how the blessing functions. Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. This is what keeps the blessing in motion. Amen. Is our giving to God. Amen. The best investment you can make is in his kingdom. Amen. It has eternal rewards and earthly rewards. Amen. It's here and now and in heaven. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Again, the only verse in the entire Bible that God says he's going to deal with, with the devourer for your sake. He's going to deal with Satan, who Jesus said in John 10.10, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come to give life and life more abundantly, Jesus said. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4.4 says, Satan is now the God of this world who has blinded the minds of those who believe not. Lest they should repent and come to the glorious knowledge of the gospel of Christ. So Satan's out there in the world. He's the God of this world. Amen. We make God our financier and our source through the tithe. Amen. We're connected to the kingdom of heaven like Abraham was through our tithing. Amen. So never sever that tithe. Job or no job, 10% belongs to him. If I lose a job, he brings a better job because I'm a tither. He always has. I'm talking from experience. He always has. When I, when, I, when I lose a job or I lose a client, he brings a better client because I'm a tither. And he shows off. And he says, see, why did you worry? Oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? He always does it. Amen? But again, this is promised to the tither. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he can't come, steal, kill, and destroy your harvest. Your stuff, your money, your health, your family, your relationships, all this is covered in the tither's reward. It's a great promise and a reward to have. Amen? And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes 
Every other verse in the Bible tells you to do it. Resist the devil and he'll run from you in terror. Amen. Resist Satan and he will flee from you. You have authority over the enemy. But now heaven backs you up. The tither. Amen. I want heaven backing me up. When I pay my tithes, I confess with my mouth. The devourer is rebuked from my house. If there's been symptoms of sickness, if there's been symptoms of lack, if there's been symptoms of the curse of the law, which was poverty, sickness, and spiritual death, if fear has been there, I put my tithe on it and I confess it. I'm redeemed from all these things. The devourer is rebuked on my behalf from heaven. God backs the tither up. This is a covenant, amen? Prosperity is a covenant we enter into. It's available to the world, but you have to enter it. If you don't enter it, you won't have it. It's plain and simple. People who struggle their whole lives in the church aren't tithers. People who succeed and flourish are. You can, you can prove that yourself. Go around to churches and ask people. Ask the wealthy if they tithe. Ask the poor if they do. Amen? Prove it yourself. He says, try me now on this. Amen? Try him. Glory to God. The only promise we have in the entire Bible that he'll rebuke the devourer for our sakes is right here promised to the tither. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. Meaning your business is always going to increase. According to the word of God, your work of your hand will continue to prosper if you're a tither. Whether you lose a business, the next one will be even better, more better. Amen? Hallelujah promises of the tither says the Lord of hosts and all nations say all nations will call you blessed the tither for you will be a delightful land says the Lord of hosts I have a question has anyone called you blessed if they haven't you may not be a tither (laughs) if they have you probably are a tither again 60% of the Forbes top money makers in the world are Jewish and they tithe They work this law and it works for them still. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, Lord, I just pray over this offering this morning. I thank you, Lord, for making tithers of us all in these end days. That our finances are protected, our children, our lives are protected because we've entered into covenant with you through our tithe. We refuse to rob you. We give you what's yours. Tell us where to tithe, where to place our tithes so that we may flourish in every aspect of our lives. And we give you the praises for it in Jesus' name. Amen. It's an important subject. And you know it's important when there's false doctrine that springs up against the tithe, when even the church is now speaking against tithing. But Jesus said, it says in the word, he kept the law perfectly, which means Jesus was a tither. So I'm going to follow his lead, amen, as a Christian should. Jesus is our example, amen? If Jesus tithe, you bet I'm going to tithe, amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. We talked last week on not caring. (laughs) Be careful for nothing. Ooh, that was a strong message, amen? I felt darts coming at me. Was that Facebook or these guys? (laughs) People don't like talking about their money, amen? But God likes talking about what's his, amen? It's his money. The tithe is his. It rightfully belongs to him. If you're not tithing, you're robbing God. Amen? Don't expect him to bless you. He doesn't bless thieves. Amen? Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. You've got to break that barrier down. 
you got to break it, amen? If you want to flourish and prosper like God wants you to and sent his son to die for you as you should, you got to break that wall down, amen, and start tithing. It's never been more important. Your life is protected through your tithe, amen? Your household and family are protected through your tithing, amen? And again, that's on you to ask the Lord, where should I tithe? Where am I being fed the most? His storehouse, amen? And he'll tell you, and don't stop tithing there until he says, amen? Be consistent of it. Every dollar that comes in, even to our children, through Christmas cards, goes to God, where he places his name, amen? Amen. It's covenant. Amen? Hallelujah. God's so rich. He's not trying to get something from us. He's trying to get blessings to us. But we have to enter into covenant. Amen? He's already got enough stuff. Yeah. Amen. He doesn't need our stuff. He's our, we're his kids. He wants to bless us. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sure did get quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> That's good preaching, Brother Eli. Amen. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy New Year. If you start tithing now, it'll be a better new year for you. I guarantee it. Amen. Set yourself up right now for financial success. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's get in the message, shall we? Has everybody cooled their jets from that? <laughs> Sacred cows have been tipped over. Amen. Help. <laughs> Just kidding. You all love me, right? Yes. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> Amen. So Matthew 6. Go there with me, will you? Matthew 6. We're talking about in this season in particular, when everyone's in a hustle and bustle and there's just craziness out there. We're talking about not taking care, stress, or anxiety. Amen. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. You have the Prince of Peace living inside of you. If you've received Jesus, his peace rests on you and remains in you forever. So don't give place to the circumstances or the commotion. Just go within. Amen. He's within you now. And just rest. Amen. This should be a season of rest, not commotion. Hallelujah. He did the work this season. He was born in this season so that we could enter into his rest. Celebrate that. Don't forget that. Amen. Gift giving's great, but don't go full bore into that. Go full bore into Jesus. He's the reason for the season. Amen. Christ mess. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Um, so Matthew 6, and we'll start in verse 25. Words in red wind. This is Jesus speaking to us. Amen. The Master. Therefore I say to you, do not worry. <laughs> I love this. Worry is in this scripture five times. It's like he wanted you to get this. Amen. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about your life. Stop it. Amen. He's got you. He's got you covered. Amen. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? You know you're a spirit, right? Everyone out here is a spiritual being. They have a spirit. You live in a body. Your body can't live without you. But you'll live without your body. 
Amen? And you have a soul, your middleman, your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's the part we need to transform. 3 John 2 says, I wish above all things you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Mm -hmm. So as your mind prospers, you'll prosper. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. There's one right there. (laughs) For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Humans are the only creation that have the privilege of sowing and reaping. Other, other, every other creation, angels, demons, <laughs> birds of the air, every beast of the field, were not created with this in them. They cannot sow and reap. But even Jesus is saying, even all their needs are provided for without sowing and reaping. How much more we should be provided for. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they, than of the birds? Created in the same exact image and likeness, Deuteronomy 126 says. Which of you by worrying, there it is, worry again. Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Or 18 inches. He's saying, how can you grow by worrying? Actually, we've seen this. Worry actually slumps you over. You actually shrink through worry and stress. It doesn't build your stature up. Worry does nothing on your benefit, on your behalf. So stop it. If it's not good for you, get rid of it. Amen? Hallelujah. Get it out of your life once and for all. Amen? And enter this new year worry-free. Say, I'm going to be worry-free. In 2019. Amen. Which of you, by worrying, can add any growth to himself? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field now, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. But yet I say to you that even Solomon, a billionaire in his day, in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now since God clothes the grass of the field which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more, say much more, clothe you, O you of little faith? What about you of great faith? Amen? (laughs) Hallelujah. So you of little faith, I wrote Ross right by there, and then I wrote great faith, Louis Vuitton. (laughs) Amen? We're all somewhere in life. We all begin somewhere. But just keep growing. Keep growing until you have what the Word says. Amen? Put personable, spiritual development first place in your life. Amen? Until you grow into the nature and the stature of Christ. Amen? Don't stop growing. Amen? And you can't grow through worry, so stop that. Will he not much more clothe you, a little you of little faith? So I'm clothed, but great faith, amen. South Coast Plaza, here I come. I'm set, amen. The Bible says you're rich, amen. Grow up. <laughs> Glory, love you. Amen. Therefore, do not worry. Here it is again. Do not worry, saying. Jesus is giving us a huge key to the kingdom of life here. You take worry by saying. 
he's saying you take care, you take stress, you take anxiety, you take the cares of this world by saying. If you can guard your lips and guard against that, you can be worry-free. He's telling us here how to live a carefree, worry-free life. He's the Prince of Peace and he's come with instruction. Amen? If we don't speak into the cares, they won't envelop us. We resist cares. They're not of Jesus. He wouldn't give you something and tell you not to take it. Amen? Don't take care, he says. Therefore, do not worry. Now, this is a commandment from him. And if you're a Christian and you're a habitual worrier, you're going to have to repent. Because now it's sin. Amen? I repent from all worry. And we've all been there. We've all caught ourselves in that circumstance. But now with new knowledge... Hosea 4.6, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Now that we have it, we can live a carefree life. Sin-free, amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles who don't know God seek after. They're always seeking after stuff because they have no God to provide. Amen? Money has become their God. 1 Timothy 6.17 urges us, it says, Trust in not in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Isn't that a great promise? Amen. That you can just look to Him, who wants to have a relationship with you, directly, personally, that He now wants to be your complete source your provider, your healer, your savior, your Lord. What a relationship we have, amen? Go to him for everything. Every father likes their children to come to them for everything. So does he, amen? Amen, that's what he's saying to us today. Go to him, go to me. Come to me for everything you need. Amen. For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all this stuff. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or his way of doing things. And all the, this is a huge promise, and all these things that the world goes after, houses, clothes, marriages, food, shelter, all these things that you see the world chasing after, he says, Jesus our faithful, merciful high priest, shall be added to you. Those who seek him first, these things come. This is the kingdom that you've been grafted into through him. You seek first him, the king, and all he has is added to you. You don't seek the stuff like the world does without a God. You seek him, and all these things are added. That solves stress right there. Because whenever I go to him, I'm relieved. I'm encouraged and I'm uplifted. Every time I'm in his presence. Every time I come to his word, which is who he is, he feeds me. He nourishes me. He provides for me. Amen? I never leave empty. I always leave full. Hallelujah. So go to him for everything you need. Amen? He'll give you the wealth plan. He wants to make you not only a millionaire, a billionaire. Go to him for the plan. I'm not not there yet, but I will be. It's covenant. Amen. It is written. Hallelujah. This is his intention for you. 
Go to him. Say, Lord, what's my wealth plan? And then enter into it through faith. And I've never done that before. I don't care. It's his plan. Just like Abraham. Amen? He can give you one idea that'll make you a millionaire in a month. He's God. He's had to give ideas to the world who don't even know him because the Christians couldn't receive it. Because they were taught to be poor, not rich. Amen? Jesus taught you to be how to be rich. He died so that you could become rich. So link up with him. The first step into true blessings and prosperity is Jesus. Without him, there's nothing. Amen? A flourishing family, a flourishing house, a flourishing lifestyle all comes through Jesus. Amen? Health and wholeness and restoration comes through him. I was healed from anemia, mild-grain Crohn's disease, in bed for a year and a half. He healed my body. I haven't been sick since. 2006. Amen? Headaches have tried to come. They haven't lasted more than 24 hours. I won't let them. Don't take sickness. Don't take care. He's already bought and purchased that for you. It says, by his stripes, you were healed. So receive them and receive your health. Health, wholeness, and riches come through Christ. Amen. He's so rich. He's more than enough. Amen. Your heavenly Father knows that you need these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things, and all these things shall be. That's a strong word, shall be. It means definitely will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry the fifth time about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. So don't take it. Don't take tomorrow into your hands because it belongs to God. Don't worry about your future, he's saying. Seek me, everything will be provided. No matter what it looks like right near, right now, your tomorrow is better than today. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Jesus said so many times, fear not. Fear not. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Be it done unto you according to your faith, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear these messages, we have them on podcasts and Facebook now. I listen to them, amen, to feed my faith. Because it's the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Be it done unto you according to your faith. Which means whatever you have in life now, it was done according to your belief system. Whatever you don't have was according to your belief system. What we do have is according to what we believe, Jesus said. And his word can't fail. It's truth. This is the truth, amen? This is the truth. Doctors may give you a diagnosis. Your bank account may say zero, but he says you're rich and I've healed you. Who are you going to believe? God or man? Amen? I've come to give you his words, not mine. Amen? Just like Jesus said, I've come to give you the Father's words, not my own. Everything the Father says, I say. Everything I saw the Father do, I do. I'm moving on His behalf. Everything we see Jesus do in the Gospels is for you. It's for us today. Amen? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. Amen? People change all the time. Stock markets change all the time. Economies, businesses change all the time. He never changes. His word is steadfast, true, and forever. You can build your life upon this rock. It will not let you go. Money makes a lousy God. It will leave you. God will never leave you or forsake you. Jesus said that. 
I will never leave you or forsake you. In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. That means carefree. I have overcome the world, he says, on your behalf. All you have to do is enter into the promise. I receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. Just think about that. The moment you receive Jesus, you become rich in God's eyes. You become healed in God's eyes. He paid the price through his son. You should be healed, healthy, and well in your eyes. Amen? Develop his vision through the word of God. See yourself as he sees you. James calls this a spiritual mirror. We look in this and we see our true self. This shows me who I am. I remember I saw a clip for The Simpsons years ago. Remember that show, The Simpsons? <laughs> and Ned Flanders was like a Christian next to her neighbor with a mustache. Remember Ned Flanders? The classic Christian. And Homer <laughs> and Ned gave him a Bible. He said, here, Homer, take this. You'll find it what you need in here. And Homer's going through there. There's no answers in here. <laughs> Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the answer. Amen. Amen. You'll find him in here. I approve this message. Amen. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't even think about it. All you need is faith for today. Amen? God can do a miracle on your behalf if you believe him today. He can heal your body if you believe today. He can restore your finances if you believe today. Amen? Don't wait till tomorrow and don't take thought for tomorrow. I think most people worry about tomorrow because they're waiting for tomorrow to act. Amen? Act today. Believe today. Amen? Today's your day. Amen? Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. Amen? Make it your day today. Amen? Receive all he's done for you today. Amen? Don't wait any longer. Amen? Why? Why do it? He's got too much to give you. Amen? Yes! <laughs> That's my daughter, Olive. She's the youngest. She's also the foreman of the group. We were working on that roof the other day, and she was down on the ground saying, that goes there. I was like, what? You're three. That goes over there. That's your God-given gift. The youngest are usually the bulldogs of the bunch, right? Is that true? Yeah. Not just yeah. us. No. <laughs> true. Amen. I love you, girls. Don't let them hurt me. <laughs> All right, go with me to Philippians, will you? What a great book Philippians is. This is from Paul the Apostle in one of the worst prisons on earth. Scholars say he had sewage up to his neck. It was under the castle, this prison, where the sewers were. And he wrote this book to the, uh, to the Philippians, and the word joy is in this book more than any other book in the Bible, 19 times. In some of the worst circumstances, Paul wrote about joy. That's the strength that's in you through him, through Christ. Amen. You can't have that any other way. Amen. Philippians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Philippians 4, 6 says this. We'll start in, what is that? Verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice! Exclamation point. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Here's our second witness, Jesus and Paul. Be anxious for nothing. 
Don't care for anything. Be careful for nothing, another translation says. Do not worry for anything, another translation says. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all your understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, good report, and virtuous, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate, thinks on, think on these things. That word meditate in the Greek literally means reversal by repetition. It means murmuring, murmuring over to yourself again and again and again. You're washing your mind with the truth now. And Paul also said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Reversal by repetition. Completely renewing your mind. Through saying it over and over and over again. I'm anxious for nothing. When the stress is on, the anxiety is on, there feels like there's a time pressure on me. I'm anxious for nothing. I won't let time steal my peace. I won't let man steal the peace God sent his son to give me. I will remain in my peace. I won't let man steal it. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's after your peace. He's after your joy. He's after the fruit of your spirit, your love, all those fruits that are now in you through Christ. He's after to steal from you. Don't let him take it. Maintain your peace, amen? Keep your peace. God sent his son to die to give you with a high price. It's valuable. Value it. Amen? Those fruits that are in you, Galatians 5.22 says, love, joy, peace, all those fruits of the sea, of the Spirit, patience, kindness, your born-again spirit, are bought with a high price. Guard them with your life. Amen? Don't let man steal those things. They're precious. Because the Bible said, out of, the, out of your heart proceed the issues of your life. So you guard your heart. Guard what's in you. Amen? Protect it. Amen. So think on these things. Meditate on these things. Not on the stress, not on the worry, not on the deadline, not on the lack, not on the doubt, not on the unbelief, but think upon the things that actually produce in your life, which is the Word of God. The Word will always produce. Worry will never produce. Doubt and unbelief will never produce for anything for you. It takes, it's created from the enemy to take from you what you have. So don't think on those things. Think upon the word. Amen? And finally, go with me to 1 Peter. We're wrapping up. Amen? Did everybody get something from this quick, short message? An infusion, I hope? Amen. We're celebrating Christmas. Amen? We have food in the back and everything. But God does not want you leaving here with care. He does not want you leaving here with worry. Amen? Care less. Care less. Less. Uh, that's my favorite saying now. I could care less. I could pay less and I could care less. Amen. <laughs> Say that all the time to yourself. When the stress is on, the pressure is on, I could care less. Amen. <laughs> and I told you last week when I preached this message on not taking care, an onslaught of people again told me from every direction this week again, take care. <laughs> I look at him in the I, I know now I don't make eye contact I can't do it because they want to they see the love in me and they kind of want to reciprocate it the best they know how and all they know to do is say take care <laughs> like that's their comforter you know and the Bible tells us do not take care 
cast your care, we're going to read here. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. I like shalom, like the Jews say. Every wit whole, nothing missing, nothing broken. Have a great day. What happened to that? Goodbye. <laughs> take care. Where'd that come from? Amen? So do Don't say? take their care. I've created a little saying for myself now because it's gotten to the point where it's extreme and I have to write it down. I'm, I'm going to say from now on, <laughs> I refuse to take that. If you want it, you can have it. Amen. I'm not saying that to be rude, but I'm saying that to guard my heart. Because if you agree with them and say, okay, and take their words, later in the week, as I have found, care, the enemy will try to force care on you. You'll start to worry about your kids, your life, and every area, because you've agreed to take care. Now you're concerned about everything, and you're not carefree about anything. So don't take care. Cast your care. Amen? So 1 Peter 5, verse 6 says, Therefore, humble yourselves. We do this. You do this. Amen? Hebrews says, uh, Those who come to God must first believe that He is, and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. He's looking for people to come to Him. Amen? So he says, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, or His word, that He may exalt you in due time. This is what humility brings. This is what you taking time to spend time in the Word brings you. It brings you exaltation in due time. The Word will raise you up, I guarantee it. The more time you spend in Him, in His Word, the more He will uplift you and exalt you. If you give it 10%, He'll give you back 10%. If you give Him 90%, He'll reciprocate 90%. It's up to you. You measure it. Amen? According to your faith, we have done unto you. Not His. Amen? He may exalt you in due time. Verse 7, casting. You all know what casting and fishing looks like. These were fishermen, these apostles, amen, these disciples. You cast it. You throw it out there, amen? And only you just cut the reel on the line. Don't reel it back in. Keep your care casted out there. Cast it on him, he says, for he cares for you. He says, cast all, say all. All, or another translation, the whole of your care or burden on him, for he cares for you. He's your caretaker, but he's a perfect gentleman, like I said last week. He won't take anything you don't freely give him. He's not a thief. Amen? He can only take what you give him. If you give him time, he'll give you more time. He's God. If you give him care, he'll take it. Amen? He is our caretaker. So casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Notice God's your, now your caretaker, not you. If you're in fellowship with him, covenant with him, he's your caretaker. So stop it. Stop taking your own care. Cast it all on him. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen? Did everybody get something from this? Please, please don't tell me to take care after this message. <laughs> and don't leave here with care. We care less. Let's all stand and pray. <laughs> you can pay less and you can care less. Copyright this message, Elisha Mark Ministries, 2018. Glory to God. Does everybody get something from this? I hope you did. Amen. God does not bless.